This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What is up, delicious faithful? Bruce Moore here with a brand new episode. Today we're speaking with Shil Magognar, a black metal band from the Netherlands. Our band of the week is Tongue of Eden, a hybrid EDM metal band. Uh, we're going to be playing the song Stoneburner. And then don't forget to check it out all the way through and listen to our review of Ghoul's new EP, Noxious Concoctions. Once again, thanks for listening. We appreciate your time. Go check out these bands. Check out these singles. And as always, keep it metal. Hi, this is Nem from Shilma Gognar, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, Bruce. Hey, how are you, my friend? Hey, third time's a charm. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. No stress. How are you? I'm good. Fine. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Where are you located? I am the Netherlands. Netherlands. The southern Netherlands. Nice. Yeah. Is it nice and cold over there right now? Uh, it's starting to get there, yes. Uh, I'm still waiting for the snow. Uh, would be nice, cause since I have a two-year-old at the moment, and I would like to build some snowman uh, with him. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys normally get a lot? You normally get a lot of snow out there. Uh, we used to, yes, but in the last couple of years, it has been really weird. Uh, it has been shifting into summer slowly, so I'm starting to get a little bit worried about it. To be yeah, honest. yeah, we don't get. I'm in Richmond, Virginia, and we don't get. We used to get a lot. I don't think. I think it's been three, four, five years since we've gotten any. It's probably the same as here. Then, yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm going to ask you to pronounce this because I know I'm going to butcher it. Tell me the I name of this band. Shilma Gognor. Yeah, I would have never got that. Thank you. <laughs> it's, so, go ahead. Shilma Gognor. Shilma Gognor. So <laughs> I know Convergence has been out probably, what, like a little over a month now? Yes, yes. What's been the response to it so far? I was listening to the single, getting prepped for this, and I really like it. And I like, I'm going to interrupt myself here for a second, sorry, but <laughs> I like i like that it's black metal, dark metal, whatever you want to call it, but it also has like those really cool keyboards in the intro or piano intros. Mm -hmm. It's a bit of a mix of, uh, of, of genres. Uh, are you talking about Follow the River right now? Yep, that's the one I was listening to. Yep. Yeah, I think that one is... Uh... I think I started with that single for this album because I feel it, it has a little bit of all the facets that are on it. And um, um, wait, your question was uh, was the response. I know. Sorry, I had 10 questions <laughs> at once. Sorry. I tend to get ahead of myself. <laughs> um, response is very good, um, especially from the people who have already been following the band uh, for, for the last couple of years. Um, I think it is a little bit of a niche band because of what you just said. Um, it's very blandy. It has lots of, of genres, so I think it's definitely not for the purist. I know there's a lot of uh, of very pure black metal fans who hear a sure. keyboard and they immediately go like, okay, next band. Uh, and I understand that it's, that's up to everyone else. Uh, 
but that's not the crowd I'm trying to appeal to. But the people who do uh, understand what I'm doing, that crowd has been growing and they have been so insanely positive and so um, supportive of the band. And that hasn't changed one bit with this uh, release. Yeah. Do you find uh, like pushback from the purest kind of black metal people or they just kind of ignore it and move on? Uh, at the start with the first album, there was a little bit of that. There was a lot of contention about... Um, we use the word black metal as one of the describing terms. And of course, that has always been a problem, right? There's so many forms of black metal that no matter what you call it, someone will go, this is not real black metal. Right. That happened a lot at the start, but I think it filtered itself out pretty quickly. And what you are left with are the people who don't really care what you call it. And uh, I have to say that I think that group is, 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 is in general uh, larger, so it didn't really uh, harm us in any way. So when you sat down to write then, you weren't specifically sitting down to write a black metal record. You just kind of let, and I'll put words in your mouth, I guess, but did you just kind of let it all just come together, all of your influences? Definitely. and Definitely. Yeah, I've personally, I never really gave a damn about uh, about genres. Um, I do... Um, I do use certain elements of death and black metal because I feel they're very good for expression of many forms. Um, but for example, the synthesizers uh, on this album, there have been a few songs that you could definitely call like a throwback to 80s uh, dark wave and that kind of stuff. And I think those are very different moods that you can also express with a different genre. And uh, that way, I'll use whatever uh, whatever falls on my path, so to say. Right. So as I'm listening to it, I notice it's super emotional, right? I mean, the whole record is like this yeah. emotional journey, I guess you'd say. Yeah, definitely, yes. Is there something you want your listeners to take away from after listening to it, especially Convergence? Yeah, um, I can I can tell you what it was for me and uh, what I hope that other people get from it. Um, I was always going to write uh, the third album about the journey of death because it felt like a logical conclusion to the trilogy to me. Mm -hmm. However, I must admit, when I started writing it, it was not coming together for one simple reason. I felt that I did not really have the experience needed to even be speaking about this topic uh, so emotionally and so personally. Well, uh, sadly, uh, my mom got really sick during the uh, making of this album and she, uh, she had a brain tumor and Sorry. she ended up... Yeah, that was really horrible. It was within three or four months she uh, she became so ill that she that she died from it, and uh, that was really easily one of the worst years of of my entire family's life, I would say. Right. And uh, yeah, as as better as it is, it gave me what I needed to truly understand what I was writing about with this album, and my emotions, my grief for my mother. And my wish for her to have an uh, an easier passing, uh, I guess you could say, right. are all in there. So what I'm hoping is, first of all, maybe people who are in a similar situation uh, might find some uh, some solace in this. But it's also a, a metaphor for uh, that you sometimes really have to let go of things to be able to to move on, to grow, and uh, that's also something that I hope people will will get uh, from it. That's a difficult thing to do, right? Because is. Not, not getting too personal my mom had the same mm. situation this year so we're still all sort of recovering from it wasn't brain cancer she had pancreatic cancer but four months and it was uh, yes. and it was brutal and it's horrible and mm. yeah so i mean i haven't hit that point where you can kind of 
reflect on it. You know, we're still knee deep uh, in the, you're in the, in the nonsense. Yeah. So I think maybe that's why it touches, you know, listening to it. You can kind of feel that if that makes sense. So you, you, you took that from it as well when you were listening. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's, that's good. That's good. And also like, since you're in the middle of that situation right now, I don't often get to ask people this. Uh, was that a positive thing to you or did that make it harder to bear while, while you're in the middle of it? Like, is, is it helpful? The, the music? Yes. I think it's helpful. So I've, we talk about this a lot on the show. I think that heavy music, especially even more heavy extreme music, is very, very cathartic. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Not just for like the artist, but you know, for the listener as well. So I could put on a record like Convergence mm. and there's some other ones that mean a lot to me and maybe just because Same. of the season I'm in that, you know, really Yes, yes. It, it's almost like, holy shit, how did this guy connect with exactly what I feel? The, to me, that's totally what, what, what music is about. Um, I know you can sometimes just write songs that are fun, but the really deeper ones tend to have that, um, I guess, that connection to the music from both the musician and the listener. Yeah. And, uh, I've often and it's it really, it's super strange. Like, I think maybe if I'd have listened to, I'll just use Convergence, mm -hmm. five years ago, it may not have had the mm. same impact. Does that make sense? Same songs, but yes. different experience, and yes. you connect so much differently. I very much recognize that. Um, I think that's generally the case. Um, also, in general, for, for, for Gognor, uh, with many of the albums, uh, I have had people tell me that at first they didn't really like it or they didn't really feel it, and then something happened in their lives. They listened to it again, and suddenly they they understood it. They got it, and that yeah. was exactly what they needed. And um, I guess that's the risk of making something that's so personal. Um, but I am glad that eventually it does reach the people that it needs to reach uh, in that in that way. That's why I'm asking also, of course. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. But so when you're writing, then oh shoot, I just lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, I know what I was gonna say. It's very personal stuff. But when you're writing, then are you? ever concerned that it, you're too vulnerable you put too much of yourself in there in a way yes and uh, that makes me want to uh push even further i guess that's um it has become such a goal for this uh, for this project uh, the project has supported me through uh, some really dark times of my own no exception in this case right and it has become this therapeutic thing and as with many things in therapy or in, in medicine, you have to swallow the bitter pill first before you start feeling better. So to me, the feeling of fear that I get while I'm putting my my emotions, my soul into it, to me are a sign that I'm going the right way because I need to do that. Otherwise, there will be no healing. Right. Yeah. That's a tough lesson to learn too, though, right? It is. Um, I think I got lucky in that regard because the very first song of the first album was really one of those songs. It was I Am The Abyss. Mm -hmm. And um, to this day, uh, uh, one of the, if not the most popular song of the band because many people recognized that. And I remember before I released the album, I mean, it's, it's a nine or 10 minute instrumental emotional song. And some of my friends were like, are you sure you're going to open your debut album with, with, with a pill like that, right? That that might just shoo people away. But it didn't. I'm pretty sure that if I had not put that as the first track, the album may not have had the impact that it did. 
I think people can recognize, I know for myself, but I think others as well, I'm not the only one, can recognize when it's real and it's honest. And even if it's brutal, they can understand that, you know, there's honesty in it. Yes, I think so too. I think that's maybe the the conditioning that happened uh, that I realized, okay, I, I am allowed to do this because the people that need to hear it, they get it. They they make the click with it, right. and they don't feel like I'm just um, shoving unwanted emotions in their face, uh, so to say. The um, the other side of that is also a positive one, in my uh, opinion. It means that I I do not get away with putting fake emotions in music. Right. They'll see so, through it right away. Exactly, and I think that's great because that means that I have to keep a certain standard, or else they will just uh, notice right away. And um, I guess that's going to keep me on my toes for future albums as well. I'm not going to write about anything that doesn't really mean anything to me. Right. So I know we're down a rabbit hole and you may not have wanted to go this far, but do you ever um, do you ever feel any sort of responsibility then to your fans or to your listeners to. Yeah, I think so. Say a certain Um, thing or convey a certain message. um, I think I do feel the responsibility of. being responsible with, uh, how do you say this? Like I'm portraying certain emotions and sometimes I'm also portraying what in my opinion is the solution or the way to deal with them. And in that regard, you are responsible, I think. Uh, I mean, there's many ways you can handle something. And if you tell someone, hey, if you feel sad, uh, go attack a couple of people on the streets. Of course, that's still their own choice, but you're also putting something out there. Uh, And I think the message, um, I do try to um, make it, I guess, wholesome is is the word. I I think it's very important that people uh, uh, strengthen each other instead of tearing each other down. And that's especially in the times we live in. And that makes this music that makes this music as as extreme or as heavy as it is Mm -hmm. important. Right. Because. Mm We're all in this shit together, and it sucks. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it really sucks. It's it's not going well at all. And uh, I think any almost everyone will be looking with uh, um, with anxiety at uh, at the news at the moment. And um, yeah, it's not going well. And I think it's really important that people start listening to each other a little bit more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And sometimes be. going back to what you said and building each other up and, uh-huh. you know, helping each other and supporting us. And I think you find that a lot in the metal community, too, though, right? Yeah, I think so, too. Of course, there's there's extreme um, outgrowths. Uh, right. Uh, but I do think there are almost a, a different different subgenre in that regard. But most people I know who, uh, who listen to metal or who play metal, at the very least, uh, try to understand each other, I feel. Yeah, and the communities, you know, I've been around the globe at shows and stuff, and the communities always accepting, and it doesn't matter, like, your religion, your race, your... It doesn't matter about any of that shit. You bond over the riff or the experience, and everything is secondary. It's it's how it should be. Uh, I've I've known a a police officer who worked at at, um, festivals and stuff, and uh, he told me, like, the metal festivals 
are the easiest place to be as a police officer. Almost nothing happens. Like, of course, there's always there's some fights here and there. People get drunk. That happens. Right. But uh, he says when you go to a pop concert, it's, it's a slaughter. A metal yeah. concert, not a problem generally. So Right. It's aggressive. You knock each other over in the pit. But at the end, you pick each other up and you keep moving right. along. Exactly. Or when, when you notice that someone is getting uh, smothered, you try to, you know, shield them right. a little bit and stuff like that. I think that's... That's one of the greatest things about metal as a community, and I think that's something that should be embraced, but also projected towards the outside world. Because the outside world has no idea. Like, they think we're a bunch of degenerates with long hair and tattoos. Absolutely. Um, in, in some regards, I sometimes also think that's something we brought upon ourselves, because, uh, you know, when... when, when a lot of people post that kind of stuff for fun, right? The, the, the whole uh, Satanism stuff and uh, right. that kind of stuff. Um, of course, it's just a, mostly just a joke to us, but to the outside world, you're just confirming their uh, very limited uh, view right. of what we are. Um, I'm not saying we should change that, but, you know, there is a certain responsibility there as well, I think. I could see that for sure. Hmm. So are there plans to take this out on the road? No, not at all. I'm um, I'm very much a loner. And um, I mean, I made the album alone as well. And uh, to me, the entire joy of music is is the creation process, the uh, the playing my instruments right here in the studio and uh, trying to build that idea that you have in your head as, as accurately as possible. Uh, I don't really visit concerts uh, all that much. So being on a stage is really the last place on earth where I want to be. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what's next then? Are you going to do uh, more singles or more records or what's next uh definitely more records uh, this was the like I said this was the final stage of the trilogy that i originally wanted to do but that doesn't mean that i ever plan to quit after this one that was just the original idea right now that that's out of the way i definitely want to continue on a fourth album preferably as soon as possible because i always take a couple of years to uh, to create these things right and uh, well the sooner i start the more time i have for myself before i start getting nervous looking at the calendar <laughs> right uh, it does start to bite at you after a couple of years especially when the fans are very much expecting something new and uh, you start to get weekly emails asking you whether you died and stuff like that and uh, right. that's <laughs> at some point you just want to go like okay guys here's another one so that's right. So I mean, the, the music business has changed, right? So everybody's doing the single thing. Are you? Do you ever think about doing that? Or are you going to still do the full record? Um, I must admit, it's appealing to me because, quite frankly, making a single is a lot easier than making an album. Right. But I do think that specifically this project probably requires albums to truly say what it wants to say. Uh, right. So I probably keep with albums until they're like really not working anymore but i don't really see that happening anytime soon so no i think there's people like myself and and yourself who are out there who really appreciate mm. you know the full length and how you Absolutely. sequenced it and the emotions you mm. you know you uh convey through the sequencing yes. of the record yes exactly you can't do that i mean you can do that in a single song but it will probably be either very long and then you might as well make it an ep or an album or it will be so rushed that it just feels like a mess. Yeah. And, uh, and the kids these days don't have the attention span, right? They want 30 seconds of something and they're ready to move on. So that's that's something that I also struggle with. I'm, I'm uh, when I'm mixing records for other uh, for other people and they ask me for advice, I sometimes also tell them be aware that your first song has to start within 30 seconds otherwise you'll lose people forever. I hate to give that advice, but, but it's true, right? Say, 
take your time. But it's true. You get you get 10, 20 seconds and then you're gone forever and they will never come back to your band anymore. I hate it, yep. but that's the way the world works right now, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, both my sons are, I don't know, 20s, early 20s. And they are the same way. They're like just, you know, 20, 30 seconds. And right? if it doesn't grab me, I'm moving on to something else. Yeah. It is it, it's just what, what happened. Uh, I think that's uh, that, that's also one of the things that happened when media started building so so fast. Uh, it's very saturating nowadays. And it's uh, I actually struggle with social media for that exact reason. I'm very sensitive to that kind of stuff. And uh, I really had to be convinced to even open up an Instagram uh, account because there's so much stuff going on on the screen there that I get ill looking at it. And I, yeah. I, I have to filter and only look at what I have to do. And I can see how if you're if you're not sensitive to that and you're looking at that all day, it, it does something to your brain. And yeah, I 100% agree. It's but it's the nature of the beast, right? For what I do here, mm -hmm. I have to be posting this shit and doing all this crap, and yeah, I don't like it at all. Yeah. I wish I had the money to hire somebody to take care of all of that stuff because I'm not <laughs> a fan way. of it either. But it's the nature of it. If I want to keep people listening, I got to keep doing this stuff. So. You got to go with the, with with the modern uh, trans, or otherwise you'll get forgotten. And that's yep. uh, that's the name the, the name of the of the game, so to say. <laughs> awesome. That's going to bring me to the end. Did I miss anything you wanted to cover? Uh, no, I think that's uh, that, that that's that's great. So <laughs> I know we kind of went down a rabbit hole. Sorry if I strayed, but I just like to talk. So not at all. I, I actually really enjoy when people try to get me to go down those rabbit holes because that's <laughs> what the, the band is about, right? And uh, right, I think it's good.
This is Rafael Gonzalez doing a review for Brutally Delicious on the Bangkok Gold with their new EP, Nauseous Concoctions. Starting off, we have a really good classic horror set. Basically, almost like a witch cover type of set. And you end it off with a good Funerat cover that has that final saying after it goes from slow down all the way thrash. It kind of has a death to it, I would say, due to the voice, the vocals on it. And you have a really, really good riff. You have that slow temple drum, the punk, and then going off with that thrash all the way mosh tempo with Nauseous Concoctions, which is out. Hear it? Really, really fucking amazing. Down to their last 1900 DTH line. That thrash at the end is just phenomenal. Has that, that mosh, mosh, mosh all the time. It's a really, really good album. You should really hear it. It's amazing. I loved it. I personally would say, would I buy this in vinyl? Probably would. I like to collect vinyls. Very amazing. That the bass solo riff is just amazing. I am a bass player, so I do know what it feels like to be a part of a whole band, part of a song. In case has a little solo moment, it gives that little spotlight. But you have also the riffs being really, 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 really smart. You have the guitar riffs being in the back of the cover, covering it up for the bass, so it doesn't the bass does have to be along with the drummer. It's amazing. I really liked how they did the bass player, the bass solo. It's really good, really good. The tempo change is what really interested me, and the vocals have that horror, horror feel. Like you, you're part of it, you know? Just very, very, very good. Very heavy, very fast, very thrashy. Even the, the slow punk tempo is very very thrashy the drums the riff is very thrash all the way through i suggest you give it a little good here in case you know it's it's just it just grabbed my attention the whole entire album i really really want it to come out i hope it comes out i'll probably get the first thing in vinyl it just has that has that fku sound that if you don't know that band it's fuck you has that they talk about horror all that goal has the exact same thing of course they're both different bands but they have that type of the type of genre it's very very amazing my personal one is the ep that the single song that's out now actually concoctions just because it's very very thrashy i like fast thrash people who like fast thrash i suggest you guys listen to that and especially the the one nineteen hundred DTH line, but if you guys like thrash in general, I suggest listen to it. Such a phenomenal! They never fail. They never disappoint. Just give it a good listen. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny. You're gonna want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors comedians fighters musicians everything in between i'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it so if that sounds like something you're into go check out drinks with johnny streaming everywhere now